February 28th. Mark chapter 9, verse 30, through chapter 10, verse 12. Leaving that region, they, Jesus and his disciples, traveled through Galilee. Jesus tried to avoid all publicity in order to spend more time with his disciples and teach them. He said to them, The Son of Man is going to be betrayed. He will be killed. But three days later, he will rise from the dead. But they didn't understand what he was saying, and they were afraid to ask him what he meant. After they arrived at Capernaum, Jesus and his disciples settled in the house where they would be staying. Jesus asked them, What were you discussing out on the road? But they didn't answer, because they had been arguing about which of them was the greatest. He sat down and called the twelve disciples over to him. Then he said, Anyone who wants to be the first must take last place and be the servant of everyone else. Then he put a little child among them. Taking the child in his arms, he said to them, Anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf welcomes me, and anyone who welcomes me welcomes my Father who sent me. John said to Jesus, Teacher, we saw a man using your name to cast out demons, but we told him to stop because he isn't one of our group. Don't stop him, Jesus said. No one who performs miracles in my name will soon be able to speak evil of me. Anyone who is not against us is for us. If anyone gives you even a cup of water because you belong to the Messiah, I assure you, that person will be rewarded. But if anyone causes one of these little ones who trusts in me to lose faith, it would be better for that person to be thrown into the sea with a large millstone tied around the neck. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better to enter heaven with only one hand than to go into the unquenchable fires of hell with two hands. If your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better to enter heaven with only one foot than to be thrown into hell with two feet. And if your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out. It is better to enter the kingdom of God half-blind than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell, where the worm never dies and the fire never goes out. For everyone will be purified with fire. Salt is good for seasoning, but if it loses its flavor, how do you make it salty again? You must have the qualities of salt among yourselves and live in peace with each other. Then Jesus left Capernaum and went southward to the region of Judea and into the area east of the Jordan River. As always, there were crowds, and as usual, he taught them. Some Pharisees came and tried to trap him with this question. Should a man be allowed to divorce his wife? What did Moses say about divorce? Jesus asked them. Well, he permitted it, they replied. He said a man merely has to write his wife an official letter of divorce and send her away. But Jesus responded, He wrote those instructions only as a concession to your hard-hearted wickedness. 
But God's plan was seen from the beginning of creation, for He made them male and female. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. Since they are no longer two but one, let no one separate them, for God has joined them together. Later, when he was alone with his disciples in the house, they brought up the subject again. He told them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries someone else commits adultery against her. And if a woman divorces her husband and remarries, she commits adultery. My name is Wallace Tillman, Jr. Uh, I'd like to say good morning to all the brothers in the refuge ministry. I am 68 years old. I'm from Springfield, Ohio. Uh, grew up in the church. Uh, mother and father well, were uh, our church members, and I had a bunch of uncles, cousins, and I have a brother that is also a minister. So my church, uh, my family was full of, um, of, of ministers. Uh, I grew up uh, as a uh, middle child. I had, uh, I had a, a, I grew up in a family that uh, was very judgmental, very critical. Uh, I was verbally abused. I was told what I could not do, and when I would try to do things right, uh, I, I was told they were wrong, and I just felt like I never was able to do anything right. So I grew up as a child having a very low self-esteem and very uh, inferiority complex uh, as a child. Uh, as I got in school, I had some learning disabilities, some reading disabilities. Uh, I was teased a lot in school. Uh, there were a lot of things that transpired as I got older. Uh, I continued to go to church and uh, be, be a part of the church. But as, uh, uh, as I moved on in my life at an early age, at age 19, I got married. Uh, after getting married, um, me and my wife stayed. Uh, first wife were married for about five, five and a half years, and uh, I, we divorced. And shortly uh, after our divorce, uh, I remarried again about six months later. Uh, at the at, at the time I was married, in my first marriage, uh, I, w I had started drinking, staying away from the house. I was uh, very, um, I, was, I was not uh, committed. Uh, I cheated on my uh, first wife. I cheated on my second wife even before we even got married. Um, I, I went on, and me and my first wife didn't get along very well. And so I carried that over into my second marriage. As we moved on, uh, as I move on with my life, I continue to drink and drink and party and party. Uh, my life uh, became worse. I ended up in and out of jail, in and out of institutions. Um, I was out there buying women. Um, 
I was into pornography, I was into all types of things, and uh, I decided to move on and move out of Ohio, move to Cincinnati, uh, the same vicious circle, buying women in, into pornography. I left that city and moved to another city. Um, uh, I moved to Louisville, Kentucky, the same thing, and on to Atlanta, Georgia, the same thing. Um, and my last journey was in Atlanta, Georgia, and it just got worse. The lifestyle got worse, and I was uh, I was in Atlanta, and uh, I had a sister uh, that had suffered from cancer. Uh, the doctor said she was going to be all right after her sur surgery, and uh, I came down for her surgery and went back home, and went right back to getting high again. And during uh, those years, uh, uh, a year or so later, I was still getting high, uh, not knowing my sister had died because I was so much into myself, into, into my addiction and what I was doing at that time. And my sister ended up, I ended up uh, uh, sending her a text on Facebook uh, to let her know about some paperwork that I would send to her, um, and something told me to call my daughter because I never got a response from my sister, and I found out that my sister had passed away. Uh, I became very uh, hurt. Um, I can't explain all the feelings that I felt at the time, but as life went on, um, I had to come to grips with the guilt, shame. Regret, bitterness, strife, so many things that was going on in the inside of me. But this is to say that all I did was consume things for myself. Um, it was all about me. It wasn't about anyone else. I just tried to make sure that I took my pain away. And my last episode in Atlanta, Georgia was getting jumped on and, and, and robbed you know, what I had in my pockets. Uh, ended up uh, coming back to Columbus, Ohio. Uh, uh, was told by my sister, I mean my, my daughter, excuse me, my daughter, that um, they had looked at some places for me. Finally they found the refuge. Um, but. Uh, I told myself when I came into the refuge, I said, everything starts with me and ends with me. I have no reason to make excuses for anything or blame anybody else or point fingers at anybody else. I am the reason that I'm in this situation. My decision making, my selfishness, my self-centeredness, my egotisticalness, my pride are the reason that I am where I am. So when I came into the refuge, I, I, I made up my mind that I was going to go through whatever the process I had to go through, no matter how it looked, how ridiculous I thought it was, no matter what I felt, I needed to realize that I need to let God transform me and change me. 
And I came in and I stopped finding fault in everything and everybody. I started looking at why I feel the way I feel, why I think the way I think, why I behave the way I behave. And as I began to look at those things about myself, I began to see some light at the end of the tunnel. Thank God that I am now walking in Christ. I am. I will not allow things to separate me from the love of Jesus Christ. It is because I made the decision to submit myself to Christ and then to this process at, at, at the refuge that I am now walking with Christ. I have a relationship with Christ that I never had in my life. And I'm telling every brother that's under the sound of my voice, if you stop accusing and pointing fingers at others and look at yourself, God will allow you to see yourself clearer than you ever saw yourself before. So God has done this for me. He's allowed me to see that I'm a wretched, miserable, undone individual without Him. Thank God for what He's doing for me. Thank God for where He's brought me from and where He's taken me through, taking me to. I'm going to tell everybody out there, keep your eyes on Jesus Christ. Don't look to the left or to the right, but look up, because your redemption draws nigh. Thank you. God bless every brother. Psalm 44, verses 1 through 8. For the choir director, a psalm of the descendants of Korah. O God, we have heard it with our own ears. Our ancestors have told us of all you did in other days, in days long ago. You drove out the pagan nations and gave all the land to our ancestors. You crushed their enemies, setting our ancestors free. They did not conquer the land with their swords. It was not their own strength that gave them victory. It was by your mighty power that they succeeded. It was because you favored them and smiled on them. You are my king and my God. You command victories for your people. Only by your power can we push back our enemies. Only in your name can we trample our foes? I do not trust my bow. I do not count on my sword to save me. It is you who gives us victory over our enemies. It is you who humbles those who hate us. O oh God, we give glory to you all day long and constantly praise your name. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 19. Don't talk too much, for it fosters sin. Be sensible and turn off the flow.